Hello, I'm Georges Collinet with this week's Afropop Worldwide audio feature, a web exclusive, gospel music in Ghana, hosted by my compadre Banning Air. And you can stream both our recent Ghana programs at the programs section on afropop.org. If you really want to get a glimpse of popular music in Ghana, let's say 30 years ago, you go to a church now. John Collins has it right. The band we're hearing, Soul Winners, is an exceptional example. But there are solid bands in countless churches in Accra. I made this recording of Soul Winners not in a church, but at an outdoor rehearsal. We'll meet the band later, but first, a little context from veteran Ghanaian producer Hanji Anoff. Many people complain live music in Ghana is dead, but... It is more vibrant than it has ever been. It is just that the format has changed. It is no longer bands playing in bars and beer bars and spots all around, but it is churches. Accra has a population of 4 million. I would estimate there are 100,000 churches in Accra. All of them have bands who will play live two, three, four, sometimes seven times a week. Church in Ghana is not like you sit down. When the band is playing, you get up and you dance, and you can dance through the aisles and chat up any nice girls you see, or you can dance through the, even through the pews and you know, slip your telephone number into somebody's hands. It's kind of like a nightclub, just that it's happening in broad daylight, and you get back home from church at 2 or 3 o'clock in the afternoon, not at 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning, but otherwise the entire routine is the same. In our program on contemporary pop music in Ghana, we noted that women face many obstacles in the secular music world. But in gospel, the ladies rule. Women have always played an important role in traditional music. If funeral music is dominated by men, then the outdooring music will be dominated by women. So women have always had a musical subculture. What has complicated matters is religion, both Islam and Christianity. Christianity does not outlaw women's participation in certain things, but it frowns upon it and it labels them harlots and prostitutes and women of the night, and that has been an issue. But it also means that in gospel music in Ghana, women far outnumber the men. The estimates for the size of the gospel music scene is anywhere between 60 and 70% of the whole commercial output of this country, which means, in fact, that hip life and all the other things we've been talking about is quite marginal. It's because the churches have their own networks of distributing this music. They have their recording studios, their record labels. It's a complete commercial infrastructure. 65% of the population is now Christian, and 60% of all the up-and-coming singers in the churches are women. So the women have actually just hijacked singing from the men in terms of popular music because gospel music is dance music. We visited the Joy Temple of the International Central Gospel Church in Kineshi, a suburb of Accra. The pastor there is a woman, Reverend Charlotte Quagrain. And when the featured singer asked people to shout and then clap, they did. Was 
most of the time I realize that in church we don't clap, but can you clap with one finger in your palm? Just one finger. You see how loud that is? Two fingers. Three fingers. Four fingers. Here's Reverend Charlotte Quagre. Whenever we meet, we need to praise the Lord for all the things He's done. For us as Joy Temple, music and especially the African music, because we understand the, the, the language, we are able to flow with it. You know, it speaks to us. I, I, I wonder whether you looked at us. When it was English, it was okay. Everybody was dancing and singing. But when it came to the local ones, it was like we understand it and we flow with it. So this is how it goes. We love it. Leading the song that day was a successful commercial gospel singer named Joe Metal. Here's a bit from one of Joe's solo recordings. Come on, everybody. Every tribe, every tongue, every nation, every people. We just want to praise God in this place. In Swahili, we say this. Yes, we Joe has a great voice. He could easily compete with any of the soul or R&B singers on the secular market, but he told us he's never been tempted to join their ranks, and he certainly has no interest in delving into the world of hip life. If you do gospel, you can do hip life. In Ghana, most people understand the fact that gospel is a faith, is a movement, is a proclamation in God. So it's not just music. The same applies to the hip life. For them, is a movement, and they have a focus. The people they want to attract, 
the influence they want to have on the people. And most of these music talks about sex, nudity, and their understanding of love is sometimes different. Their understanding of love is sex. So that's what hip life is here in Ghana. Baby, shake up your bam bam. Ya bam bam. Ladies, shake up your bam bam. Bam bam. Bam bam. The way she the wine. Girl, you are mass up my mind. The way you roll your behind. If you make the man to go blind. Well, this song certainly backs Joe up, and there are plenty more like it. But I hasten to add, there's also a lot of more thoughtful secular pop in Ghana these days. Just the same, it was clear talking to Joe that this is a line he has no interest in crossing. And why should he? Gospel artists like him, the Daughters of Glorious Jesus, the Tago Sisters, No Tribe, and Soul Winners are doing just fine as it is. That's Joe Metal back in the Joy Temple harmonizing with a young singer named Emmanuel. She too sees music as an expression of her faith. As a woman singing and ministering in the kingdom of God, where it's known to be dominated by men, I think that is a great honor for God to choose me out among the many and just say that I anoint you, go this way and sing to the people. Yeah, so I think it's an honor. Amen. One fascinating thing about Christianity in Ghana is the way it rubs shoulders with older African belief systems. Ghanaian composer and ethnomusicologist George Wallace Kwese Dor teaches at the University of Mississippi and was an advisor for our Ghana project. He told us about a unique challenge that Christian churches in Accra face every year. As we may know, Accra is located in a geocultural region which belongs to the ethnic group we call the Gan. And they continue to perpetuate their music. Another thing which is so interesting in, in Accra is the celebration of Homo, which is a festival whereby the indigenous people of Accra thank the, the gods for uh, good harvest, good rainfall, and uh, for supporting them. Of course, they are fisher folks too, so abundance of fish. But one interesting thing, in uh, before, let's say about four, four weeks or a month to the celebration of Homo, there will be a ban placed on any other kind of music. No drumming. In my church, for example, we normally drum even to accompany hymns. No drumming, no loud music in the whole area. When we visited the Joy Temple in Accra, this festival was just about to start, and the pastor told us she takes it seriously. Um, this place is a, a traditional area. The whole of Accra is a Ga traditional area. And they have a festival they call Homo. 
that is hooting at hunger. So in the month of May, there should be no noise. <laughs> no noise. No music whatsoever. So, and sometimes they even have people in cars going from church to church to monitor. And um, we don't want to fall foul of that law because uh, they can they can be rough. It's a kind of a tension. You know, there are the diehards who say, no, we are in Accra. So why should you indigenous people uh, stop us from worshipping our God? The Christians don't think positively about even those who continue perpetrating their traditional religions. But the fact is that the land belongs to the indigenous people. They have the support of the government. And if you don't respect the ban, you'll be in trouble. This accommodation between Christianity and indigenous culture brings us back to soul winners. When I met the band at their rehearsal, I saw four separate percussionists setting up. One was playing a gombe drum. That's a box you sit on and adjust the tone by pressing the heel of your foot against the tight skin on one side of the drum. Guitarist Robert Otu told me the unlikely story of how this committed gospel group became so interested in indigenous Ghanaian music. At a point in time, we encountered a very great artist, Yusuf Ndu. He just turned us. He was so great. You know, we hadn't seen an African artist like him ever. And we realized that his inculcating their traditional instruments from Senegal, he had a blend. And it was so captivating, we came back and had to advise ourselves. We were like, you can't play reggae better than the Jamaicans do. You can't play rock better than the Americans or the British do. But what you can play and play better is your traditional instrument. So we decided to fuse it. And we, we had a style, and that has been our style. Initially, we had a little resistance because it was thought that the traditional instrumentation is meant for the, the pagans, you see. So it wasn't easy to accept that for a while. But, but thank God, along the line, you know, people got to understand and bought into the idea that this is our tradition. I mean, music in itself is not cut out for the devil or for Jesus Christ. There is no G-clef for the devil and G-clef for Christ, just music. One of the days when you go to church and you have to play organ and traditional church style, we brought about the panlogo thing, which is fast-paced, you know, danceable. So it brought a lot of life to church. And it was great. And then we have uh, the, the adowa. Adowa style is from the Ashanti region of Ghana. They have different forms of percussions, you know, similar to the congas. There's a, the fritua is what they use for their timing. You know, it has this high-pitched, like a click. They have the tumpan, a prede. They have their fonton from, those big drums where the Akans actually understand the language of the drum. They use that to communicate 
in the past, during the slave trade, and there's a lot of history to that. There's the Bobobo from the Volta regime. The timing is similar to the Adowa. So when we're playing, there, there are some of the songs when we're playing, you see some of the people dancing Adowa at the same time, others dancing uh, Bobobo. And it's so beautiful to see a measure of two different cultures coming together in one song. I mean, it always gives us pleasure to be on stage, you know, watching people. Like, it's so beautiful. So there you have it, a lesson in timeless African culture from an ardent Christian. Just another example of how Ghana, in so many ways, a nation on the rise, will surprise you every time. Thank you, Benny. You can find all sorts of material from our recent work in Ghana and so much more on our website, afropop.org. You can also find us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at AfropopWW. And join us next week for another edition of Afropop Worldwide. Until then, I'm Georges Collinet.